Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The lights are out. The game is over. And we're ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Well, let me tell you, that game spoke volumes. The number is 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Here you are. You're the number one seed. Here you are. You have home court. You have four games supposedly going to happen at least if you go seven. That will be in your building. You should be the favorite. And the Golden State Warriors went in there in game one and stole any of the home court, whatever you thought, momentum. I know it's one game. You may agree. You may disagree. But I guarantee you all the people leaving that arena tonight, whether it's players, whether it's front office, whether it's fans, the seed of doubt has been planted in the Houston Rockets. I mean, I just have a scenario to where we're in a car and you just roll down the window and you just throw out home court advantage because that's what just the Rockets the did tonight. And I just felt like Kevin Durant put his staple on a series only one game in. I mean, how awesome was he? Uh there was great defense by both teams. James Harden was phenomenal. But, Steiny, at the end of the day, James had no help. And I'll tell you this, as great as that Rocket offense has been throughout the regular season, tonight I saw a team in black that just – there was no cutting. There was no ball movement. It was just give it to James and watch out. And that's not enough to beat the Warriors. No, it probably isn't. But it's what got him 65 wins. And – you know, you can't blame this on James Harden. I mean, he's the MVP. He was the best player on the floor for Houston. He he can't do much more. I mean, he's 14 for 24. He's, uh, what is he from three? Five for nine. Uh, he, he just, they just don't have enough players sometimes, mm. it looks like. You know, they have two players who can create, who can make a play. James Harden and Chris Paul. Other than that, I don't think there's anybody on that team that can make a play for somebody else. Eric Gordon might be the closest thing, but I, I don't think he's that player either. So what you have is you have a, a defensive team that's able to guard James Harden and Chris Paul single, single-handedly, single and, well, that, that makes the other players more than catch-and-shoot guys, and they can't be more than, more than catch-and-shoot guys because that's what they are. So they put Ariza... They put Tucker, they put Gordon, Baamute into positions where they couldn't just catch and shoot. They had to put the ball on the floor, or they had to at least take a rush three. And that's not going to get it done. No, and you, you look at the game. They both made 13 threes. And you look at what the Warriors did from the floor at 53% to 46% for Houston. So the bottom line is... 
Houston's going to have to shoot the Warriors out of the building, which is practically impossible to do. They're going to have to shoot you out of the building. If not, I, I don't know how the Rockets beat the Warriors because the, the the word to use for the Warriors versus the Houston Rockets is efficiency. They're just a far more efficient basketball team. And it, it's, it's a daunting task. And now you look at uh, the Rockets in a must-win situation. Steph Curry didn't go Steph Curry tonight. I mean, he had an okay game, but it was Kevin Durant and his ability to get a shot Anytime he wanted it, and I'm I'm just I'm blown away, Stoney. That I know how, and we talked about it. How great KD is, but it was ferocious D by both teams, and there were too many times tonight where a seven footer, skilled seven footer, was just poetry in motion, able to create his own shot. Even the ones he missed, it was the ability to go get that good shot. Tonight was kind of funny because. We always talk about the Warriors' ball movement and their body movement and their passing and the go-back door. They did a little of that tonight. But let's face it. Kevin Durant went one-on-one a lot. And he was efficient. And Klay Thompson made threes. They had two guys, the Warriors, who played above average. Curry was average. He was, I mean, average for Steph Curry. Uh, Draymond Green, I mean, he was... You know, his numbers are going to be 5, 9, and 9. But that's about what we expect when he plays 37, 38 minutes. My point is, two guys essentially won a game for the Warriors on the road against the best team in the league, or at least the team with the best record. Usually, role players play better at home. The the role players for Houston were not very good. Katie, Steph, and Clay took 60 of the Warriors' 80 shots tonight. That's the highest percentage that any trio has ever taken in a game for the Warriors in the playoffs. I'm not mad at that formula. Go to your money guys, and that's what you did. The problem with the Rockets is they don't have as many money guys as the Golden State Warriors. Stani, I'm blown away that uh, Clay attempted 15 three-point shots, and not one time during that game did I say he's shooting too many. Was that just in the flow of the offense? 15's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, but... You know, Clay's got a reason to shoot him. I mean, he's you make six out of 15, that's 40%. You'll take that any day of the week. Uh, so, you know, the Warriors, I'll tell you what, one of their unsung heroes tonight was Kevon Looney. Uh, this guy, Man. you know, you he's making himself some I'm money right board. now. Yeah, I'm on board. Warrior fans should use this series and next to to start thinking about saying goodbye to him. Because there's no way he's coming back for $2.3 million. The skill he has right now is one of the most coveted skills the NBA is looking for in terms of big players. What big players can defend guards out on the perimeter? And he was just fantastic against James Harden and against Chris Paul. They really had to work to get by him. A lot of times they couldn't. But again, when they did, they worked hard to do it. Uh, Looney was Looney was very positive tonight. Time to hear from you, the fans at triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. It's brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real, make it Nations. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Lead us off tonight here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so Steiny, you just stole my thunder. I I called to extol the virtues of Kavon Looney again. Uh, this fellow, I think, is, uh, I mean, he's, he's rounding into the prototypical center of the future, a guy that can, 
you know, that can uh, defend the rim and and defend multiple positions. And, you know, and once he starts hitting that mid-range jump shot that he used to shoot uh, when he was at UCLA, mm-hmm. this kid's good. This kid could be a superstar. So I was wondering if there was any possible way to keep him. I know he's only going to get. We can only give him two point three three million this year. But is there a way we can, uh, you know, backload something or get him an anti deal, anti footwear deal like they did with, (laughs) or apparently are doing with uh, with with Clay? Uh, You know, I I imagine um, I imagine Bob Myers working overtime trying to figure that one out right now. Yeah, you know, one of the one of the problems with having four guys like Durant, Green, Thompson, and Curry is you kind of do make a deal with the devil in that you're probably not going to be able to keep your role players. Now, the Warriors have made an exception with Iguodala and with uh, Livingston, but when you when you pay the guys as much as, as they do, you're prepared to basically turn over the bench every year if you have to. And I think the Warriors, if they lose Looney, yeah, it'll hurt them. But I think they think they can go out and get somebody who's almost just as good as Looney. And, and keep in mind... You know, the war, there's a chance the Warriors will win it again this year. It'll be their third time in four years. Mm. It's the kind of place that free agents will want to come to to try to get a ring, and th- that's how you replace a Kavon Looney. Let's go to John in Michigan. John, welcome to 95.7. Yeah, hey, guys. Um, I wanted to talk about Nick Young, Swaggy P, and why I feel like he's playable against the Rockets. And it's simply for this reason. The defense he has to play is just guard a spot-up shooter in the corner. He doesn't have to do anything on defense because the Rockets aren't going to attack him. They're going after Curry and Looney every time. So Nick Young, he can play like he can play defense. He doesn't have to do anything except, you know, stay in uh, some three-point shooter in the corner. And then on offense, he gets lost constantly and, you know, he hits the open shot. So... I think that's a great move by Steve Kerr. I think when he said Nick Young might play, a lot of people kind of scoffed at that. But, you know, it's a great series for him because the Rockets, you know, there's only two guys that have to play defense against the Rockets. It's whoever's guarding Capella and it's whoever's guarding Harden on the switch. And that's it. So, I mean, I think it's a great, you know, series for Nick Young, you know, coming off the bench. He'll probably get eight to ten minutes every game. Uh, I think, I think, I think he's right after watching the first game. I would throw Chris Paul into into that group of somebody who's got to be guarded. But but you're absolutely right. You can hide Nick Young, and they're not going to go to whoever Nick Young is guarding and say, make a play. See, that's the problem the Rockets have. They they only have two... If Nick Young's covering Chris Paul, yeah, Chris Paul's going to go at him. If Nick Young's covering Harden, yeah, Nick Young's in trouble. But who else? If Nick Young guards Ariza... What's Ariza going to do? What's PJ Tucker going to do? What's Bamute going to do? They're not the things they did not in the regular enough. season. They, don't, they can't make the... plays going to the basket. Wow. Wow, they're three man. point. They're spot up three point shooters. That's all they are. They can't make plays for other people. If Clay Thompson were on the Houston Rockets, he would be their third best playmaker behind Paul and Harden. Mm. I mean, he's a much better playmaker than even a player like Eric Gordon. And I'm talking about Clay Thompson. And now you look at Iguodala. He can make plays for other players. Draymond can certainly do it. Curry can do it. God, even David West helps other players. So, you know, the Rockets are going to need 
They're going to need to just play better. The other thing is they turned the ball over too much. Rockets came into this series averaging just nine turnovers a game in the playoffs. They had 16 tonight. It was the Warriors who took care of the ball. So even though the Rockets lost, and it, it, it's going to look like a 13-point loss, and I do think they're they're swimming upstream in this series, I, I just don't I, – I, it's just going to be tough for the – it's going to be tough for the Rockets. It really is. I don't know if they're going to get swept or not, but it's going to be tough for them. All right, something to back you there. There's kind of two categories that you can look at from this box score because a lot of stuff is pretty even, right? When you start looking at field goals, you start looking at three-pointers. Now, the two things that really stand out, one, the turnovers, points on turnovers, 17-9. to nine. So the Warriors won that big. And then they also won the fast break points big, eighteen to thirteen. Yeah, I mean and, eighteen to three. And both those stats seem like they came at big times. The Rockets, it was there for them to come back. They fumbled, dumbled, they couldn't hold on to the ball, and they were making, you know, bonehead plays. But I'm looking at the junkyard dog. As soon as this game started, five minutes in town, I said, uh oh, uh Draymond's going to the line. He may pass it, and he stays in the game. Y- you look. Uh, one of five from the field, so you say bad game, but he was plus 19. That's the biggest one for the Golden State Warriors. And again, fellas, he set the tone with his antics, his theatrics. I mean, it was a beautiful thing to watch, and I don't think the Rockets have anything to answer for Draymond. Well, how about this? The Warriors scored 54 points on uncontested shots. Jesus. Second most this postseason, and most the Rockets have allowed in the playoffs this season. Then the Warriors made eight open three-pointers, including Thompson's dagger there at the end of the game with about three minutes. They shot 23 of 31 on uncontested looks. You know what I think of that stat? I think it's a joke. Why do you think that? Because what they say is an uncontested shot it's 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 not an uncontested shot. Kevin Durant, you can make a case that every shot Durant takes is un, is is uncontested. You telling me Kevin Durant's shots were uncontested tonight? I mean, he made about he made six shots where you watch him and you say, "There's a hand up." He, he just can't be guarded. Uh, in fact, I don't think the Rockets' defense was that bad tonight. In fact, I thought it was halfway decent, to tell you the truth. Uh, the 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 Warriors made tough shots. Durant made Durant made three or four tough shots. Clay Thompson, I remember a couple open threes, but it's not like he was having target practice all night. The Warriors' offense was good tonight. It wasn't really that the Rockets' defense stunk. And how many times did Steph go to the basket and finish? Let's go to Larry in San Francisco after this Warriors 119-106 victory. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey, look, I, you know, Houston losing this game was huge, man. I mean, like, if it's been the Warriors lost his first game at home, I don't think it's been that bad for the Warriors. But for Houston, this was really, really bad for them. And not only that, my my uh, guy at the game that nobody's mentioned on the Warriors, how about the rookie Cook? I think he was about three for three from three pointers or three for four, something like that. Nick, yeah. I think that's that was huge too for that guy, and that's a rookie. But with well, that, guys, I'm out. All right. Well, it's a good thing you got out because you were thinking about Nick Young, not Quinn Cook. Yeah, Quinn Cook was a DNP. Yeah, but Nick Young gave the Warriors something, and and that's kind of what we were talking. I called about. it. 
I said it was going to be a big playoff. I'm playing. I'll say that for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Save that for 10 minutes. Uh, Jason in San Jose. Good evening, Jason. Hey, guys. Absolutely love the show. Cannot watch the game live or on TV without watching you guys or listening to you guys afterwards in postgame. Uh, just wanted Thank to ask you. you about Seth Curry. Like, he was pretty much a non-factor for the first three quarters. I mean, do you guys think that was a function of the Rockets' D, or was that just the Warriors like not getting them involved in the double screens and all the ball movement that they usually do? Well, I think a f- part of it was that you know Durant was really, really good, and he ended fourteen for seven, fourteen for twenty-seven. But I want to say there was a point in the game where he was twelve for nineteen. So when a guy's got it going that well, I mean, you got to keep going to him. Here's the other thing. The Warriors only took 80 shots tonight. That's a low number for the Warriors. And so Curry, see, this is where I think Curry has become a really, really good point guard. He didn't have to score tonight. He didn't have to go look for his. He didn't have to take unnecessary chances. He got the Warriors into the game. They withstood the punch in the first quarter. They're sitting pretty at half, even. It just, the game didn't really mandate that he take over or he be ultra-aggressive. And so he'll take his 18, 8, and 6 and take the win. I mean, think about that. It's like 18, 8, and 6, and that's just very mediocre for for Curry when he's compared to Curry. But he was good. Curry was solid tonight. And he's just getting back, and I got to give the Rockets credit. They were they were getting after it defensively, and you talk about only eighty shots. At one point, it was hard to get a shot up. Kevin Durant is at the podium right now. Let's throw it to Houston. Just keep playing with focus and determination every time down, and we can live with the results. Dave Schilling, Bleacher Report. Uh, you seem to be in attack mode all night tonight. Was that something that you had a mindset uh, to do? Before the game, or did you see something in the defense that Houston was giving you that you wanted to take advantage of? I was just uh, taking what the defense gives me and uh, just trying to be aggressive when I had the ball um, and forceful when I had the ball. You know, some shots that I wish I could have back is a floater that I shot in the, I want to say the fourth that was, sh- or the third that was short. And it was. I hate shooting shots like that, and you know I missed some early that I felt that were good shots. So I got to see where I can get, um, continue to get my my looks from, and be aggressive when I get it, and also look you know to get other guys involved as well when they collapse. Given uh, given how long you guys have waited for the series to start, the fact that you start on the road, was there any extra uh, incentive for you guys or motivation to have the kind of game you did tonight and get a win and kind of you know put them on their heels being at home? Uh, it was just all about basketball for us. And, you know, when we play good basketball, when we focus in on what we need to do, each one of us, uh, we play off of each other. We play with the pass and body movement. No matter where we play, uh, you know, we feel like we got a solid chance, you know, because, uh, you know, so we just try not to focus on us being on the road or trying to, you know, win the first game of the series. We just wanted to focus in on what we need to do every possession and let the rest take care of itself. Kevin, uh, Dan Wecky with the Los Angeles Times. Before the game, Steve talked about kind of the, the grind that this year was for this team. It's only your second year with this group, but did you notice a difference in some of the guys that are making their fourth trip to the conference finals during the regular season, and did you see something different in them in the postseason once it kind of 
got to what you guys were after? I uh, mean, when you the last game last year, our last game was at Game Five of the Finals, and that's just the highest intensity that you'll ever play in as a basketball player. And then you have two, two and a half, three month break, and you got a training camp. Then you go to China, which we did. Then we start the regular season. So it's just like you know, when you when you get so high up, and you know your emotions and your adrenaline is pumping so hard, and then you got to come back down and start a long eighty-two game season. You know, a lot of guys pick and choose their spots when they want to. You know, they might take an extra off day here, or you know, might take a you know might need you know some extra work for a nagging injury stuff like that you know because you, you're in it for the long haul so um you know this is my second year like you said it's the fourth year for the group so i'm sure they feeling even more but you know that's just the beauty of you know playing in the postseason and um throughout the regular season that you kind of know your routine and know it know what it would it help you what your, what your formula is once you get around this time so um and the injuries kind of threw us off a bit as well so but i think i think we handled it pretty solid KD, Ali Kamjani, The Athletic. Uh, the Rockets had four turnovers in that first half, nine in the second. For a team that doesn't commit as much because of the isolation ball, what did you guys do defensively to really force those? I mean, 13 turnovers really not a lot. Um, and, um, yeah. <laughs> I know what else to say after that. It's really not a lot. Like you said, they play iso ball, and they're really good at it. So, um you know, we just try to, you know, just keep him in front, make him shoot over top of us, um, help as much as we can. We got our hands on a few basketballs, but, you know, we know that, you know, even 13 for them is a lot. But, you know, in the grand, like as a whole, that's not really a lot of turnover. So uh, we know next game they're going to be even better in that area. Kevin Mark Schwartz, CSPN. You really found a sweet spot in the in the post area, in the mid-range area in this game. You took 21 out of 27 shots from two. What did that feel like to be able to turn and, you know, shoot that ball over any defender, no matter how how big they were? I uh, just try to put the work in um, in practice and and after practice and um, on the days off. Well, days off from the game, like shooting rounds, practices, try to put the work in. So when I come into the game, I'll be ready and prepared to take those shots. And I'll be fine if I miss them because, you know, I'm cool with the work that I put in. You know what I'm saying? So if I miss a few, just figure out why I did it and see if I can correct it. And if they don't get corrected, then I got another day to work on it the next day. So that's how I try to approach every game and every session, every time I step on the court as this opportunity to just figure it out. And tonight I was able to make uh, knock down a few. Kevin Durant had 37 and the Warriors 119-106 victory. Game one of the Western Conference Finals. We're getting to your phone calls at 888-957-9570 right here on the home of the Golden State Warriors 95-7 the game. Left-hand drive, bumps Durant out of the way, goes up and scores. And now Durant gets shoved by Draymond Green. It's a technical on Draymond for shoving Harden. Draymond took the bait. It's 5-0 Warriors, a minute 7, or 5-0 Rockets, a minute 7 into the game. And this, he's right with Scott Foster here, right in front of him. Draymond's got to be careful. Uh, I think I was a bit overzealous, a bit amped up, but I'd rather that in the day coming out flat, so... I'll take that, I'll live with that, and live with the results. And as far as uh, our start, 
they got off to a good start. Uh, you expect that at home. I think, you know, James was hitting some tough shots. But to withstand that run, you know, it says a lot about our team. Uh, we withstand the first run, withstood the first run. I think we were down 12 to 4, and we were able to get back in the game. And then they went on another 8 0 run. So to, you know, go through all that, and I think we came out of the first quarter down one, you know, that was big for us. Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7, the game. Back out to the phones at 888-957-9570. Mike in Arizona. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the game. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call tonight. Sure. Uh, I like the way KD was efficient throughout most of the ball game. Like shot selection, he didn't take a bunch of wild shots. And I thought he played within himself tonight and kept the game close until they were able to control the game in the second half. And the flow of the game was real good. The one thing I did notice tonight was the same thing that you guys already made mention was Kavon Looney's defense. I mean, yeah, Hard made some tough shots on him tonight, but I think overall he did a real good job defending the perimeter as best as he could. I greatly appreciate what he did, what he's doing for the team, and I hope we keep hanging on to him. So I got to say, thank you. Yeah, be tough. Going to be real tough. By the way, can I? Can I? Take a jab at everybody that you pretty much have yeah. done already. Yeah, so we'll, we're used to. It. How's the officiating tonight? How's the officiating, Warrior fans? Scott Foster stick it to you? Did he stick it to the Warriors? Try to get Draymond out of the game. Yeah, listen, Draymond deserved taking the, the bait. Absolutely deserved the technical foul. <laughs> Harden did nothing. Uh, also, the foul on the Tucker three. Look, they're calling that foul. Anytime there's contact, they're calling that foul. But just for the record. Uh, what do we got here? Warriors called for 17 fouls. Rockets for 23. Wow. Almost seems like the Warriors might might have gotten a good whistle tonight. But it's Scott Foster. How does that happen? Now, I try to keep you up to date, abreast with uh, what's going on, Townie. So for all the people out here, out there that think this may not be over and the Rockets will you know, keep their composure. My sources tell me that Chris Paul and James Harden at the postgame presser together were snapping at each other in front of everybody like Really? Kids. I mean, this put this thing to rest. I mean, if your two studs are, you know, in front of everybody, you can't even do it in the locker room for whatever, that's not a good look. Let's go to Dan and San Mateo. Welcome, Dan, after the Warriors' 119-106 win. Hey, uh, it's Ben, not Dan. Oh, sorry about that. Go ahead. No, that's okay. Hey, I just wanted to um, talk about Looney. Um, I think Steve Kerr is leaving him in the game a little bit too long because they're they're exposing him a little bit, and um, you know they, they the the switch the switch the switch. I know there's um, deficiencies in 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 McGee, but why not put Livingston in the game at that time when they're trying to do that switch? You know, I I think I think Looney's better at it to tell you the truth. I think he's quicker than Livingston. Plus, you got to really? have well, and you got to have you got to have uh, that same person guard a bigger player. So that's you know, if, if if that bigger player is is Capella or maybe even well, Baamute could probably or Nene. You know, that's going to be a tough matchup for for Livingston. Yeah, I understand that. Also, the second part I wanted to say really quick was I think the key to the game was not the the Warriors shooting the long ball, but Curry going to the basket at the end of the game pretty much sealed it. 
Well, that's um, and, yeah, and you're you're right on the money, and that's you know again that's that's why Curry has gone from a, a really good player early in his career to a great player. They must have been taking the three away from him, and so he makes an adjustment, goes to the basket, still finishes eight for fifteen. He only took five threes. Well, you know what? He probably didn't feel good about how open he was. Mm. Clay, on the other hand, he has 15. And between them, they go, what, 7 for 20? Not great, but good enough tonight. Do you think he gets enough credit for, I know we talk about it, at least I do, for improving that aspect of his game, Steph being able to go to the rack? And he's not 100%. He say he he, he is, but I was just amazed, like, oh, what's he? And then he got there Does he finished. get enough credit? He's a two-time MVP. Yeah, How much I'm credit just, do you need to get? You know, when you think of Steph Curry, you think of Unanimous MVP. Yeah. Everybody voted yes. But Steph he Curry. has improved that facet of his game. He has, no doubt. Let's go to Bleacher Dave. Bleacher Dave, you're on 95.7. Good grief. James Harden was a freaking amazing on the offensive end. But, boy, he gave it all back on, on the defense. <laughs> Only guy worse defensively than him was Steph Curry. That was embarrassing. He got cooked, roasted, fried, and everything else. Um, so, my, my, um, so Danny and Nate were roasting Looney for not – forcing Harden to change his shot on the contest for the three. I thought Looney did a great job. He didn't let Harden get by him and force him to shoot the step back. What do you think? What do you guys think? What do you think, Steiny? I thought Looney was good. I thought he was really good, especially defensively. Um, you know, I think when, when you look at the Warrior Bigs, Especially in a series like this, he's gonna he's gonna play a lot because I think he gives you a chance against against Chris Paul and against James Harden. His athleticism is better than what we yeah, thought. It's underrated, right? right. And yeah. then and then he had his length, and you could see. I mean, he he really looks like he can guard just about anybody on the floor. Yeah, and it's that different athleticism, like in the nineties, early two thousands, down low in the paint. He's out there in no man's land, the guard area, and he's able to shuffle and move those feet. It's impressive. If if he gets beat, you're like, mm, he's doing a good job. So if you got and, somebody, so if a smaller guy beat, it's going to be a time where the smaller guy's going to get him. But as long as he holds his own. On that high pick and roll, that's huge. Yeah, he for the stopped Warriors. the beard on one possession twice. The but, only yeah. the only thing uh, he, he you want to avoid there is getting a blow by. All right, getting hardened, just beating you at the foul line and getting to the rim. But he's got a way of of holding Harden up a little bit mm. or whoever, and that extra split second that it takes allows the Warriors' defense to help. You know, we we made a point out there that was pretty good is the fact that, okay, Harden does blow by you and beat you, but look at all the effort he had to put in to where towards the end of the game he looks like he's he's winded. I mean, if you got to put in all that effort to get a two-pointer, and if Looney can make you do that, I'll take that I'll take that at any time. Yeah. He was, you know, he was phenomenal though. James, the beard, sure. thirty-five minutes, fourteen to twenty-four, five and nine from from three. I mean, eight to ten from the free throw line. Tony, that's that's across the board. So when you look at the Rockets and what went wrong, it damn sure wasn't the beard. No, he's going to get. We we've mentioned certain players, and it's like Kevin Durant. Mm. You know, he's going to get his. Now, how do you how do you deal with everybody else? You're not going to stop. Harden's going to score. I'm, look, I'm looking at this box score, and 
I mean, you know, Bob, Bob Mute's 0 for 6. I remember wow. two layups he misses. P.J. Tucker 0 for 3. You, you, you can't play 35 minutes in an NBA playoff game and score one point. All right, you can't do it. Maybe Draymond Green can do it because he does seven other things on the court, but not P.J. Tucker. One point in 35 minutes. That means he doesn't have to be guarded. He doesn't have to be guarded. So you wonder why Harden has trouble or why Harden's working his rear end off. Well, nobody's helping him. And what did you say about Nene? Stoney said he can't play in this series. He, <laughs> he gave it a go for six minutes. Well, I don't, I don't like him having to defend Kevin Durant 25 feet from the basket. They had him doing it. 888 We'll continue with your phone calls. And Steph Curry has gotten to the podium. We'll hear all of it right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up is presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We head back down to Houston. John Dickinson is at the Toyota Center. John, what was it like after a Game 1 throttle? Well, I guess throttling, but definitely a convincing win at 119-106. What were they saying in the locker room after the game? Well, I think from the Warriors' point of view, it's a matter of, look, they know the series isn't over, but, but tonight... Uh, was definitely a big step, especially when you consider the way this game started. The, the Rockets came out. They played very well early in the game. James Harden was a handful, got off to a 12-4 lead, but the Warriors were able to to withstand it. And then the Rockets went on another run into the first quarter, and the, and the Warriors withstood that to the point where it was a one-point game at the end of the quarter. And you just thought, at least I did at that point in time, that Boy, this is really good for the Warriors because the Rockets didn't make the most of what for them was a a really, really good quarter. And as the game went on, it just became more and more apparent that the Warriors have more weapons that you can count on, uh, whether that's star players or whether that's role players. And I think that proved true. Kevin Durant was phenomenal. James Harden was really good. But beyond that, the Warriors had Klay Thompson and some other contributions for some other players. And the Rockets had a little bit of Chris Paul, smattering of Capella, and then everybody else basically for them was terrible. J.D., what about Draymond Green? I was worried when the game started the first few minutes into it. It looked like he was going to let the excitement and motion get the best of him, but he stayed in the game, had a plus 19, and you look at the box score, you know, nothing jumping out at you. But I felt like he controlled the paint. Yeah, he did, and I asked Draymond Green after the game if, if he thought he was a little too amped early in the game, and, and he said, yeah, he, he thought he was, and, and I think it was apparent, really. I mean, if you, if you watched it, you know, whether it was the six days off or all the hype with these two teams facing each other in the conference finals, it seemed like, you know, going back since the summer that it was a formality that it was going to be these two teams playing tonight, uh, just a matter of whether it would be in Houston uh, or in Oakland. But no, he, he calmed it down. He, he uh, got the technical and, and really uh, from the moment that James Harden left the game uh, after he got uh, the wind knocked out of him, basically, uh, the game changed and it was the Warriors in complete control from there. I think once the Warriors 
made the game close and got it back where it played close to even for a good part of that second quarter. I thought Draymond was much more under control for his second stint that top of the second quarter and then carried that through uh, the remainder of the game. And, and you felt his presence, I think, watching the game defensively. He had a, a huge block, a couple of big plays, uh, and, and plays at big times where the Rockets maybe could have uh, gone on a run. Uh, so, no, I, I think all in all a really strong floor game from Draymond Green in this opener. J.D., there's uh, you know a lot of impressive numbers on the box score. Uh, one guy whose line doesn't necessarily look that impressive, but I thought he was, was Kavon Looney. Was, was anybody talking about him in the postgame uh, after this one? Yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr uh, was asked about him and, and praised him for for just being solid, you know, for just being the guy that 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 he is. That doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but really can get out and slow down guards out on the perimeter that are trying to uh, trying to penetrate, trying to get into the lane for drawing kicks. Uh, a lot of that pick and roll action that the that the Rockets like to run. He's been very good at getting out on whether it's Chris Paul or James Harden and just making life a little bit more difficult. I I think he was one of the keys to the game tonight when you talk about role players that that just showed they could be on the floor in this series and be successful. Kevon Looney's definitely uh, on my list. And and another guy, I mean, whether Guru's going to bring it up or I'm going to bring it up, but I'm sure you guys have already brought it up, was was Nick Young. I mean, Steve Kerr kind of called his shot on this one as far as believing that that the Rockets were a team Nick Young could play against. Uh, I was extremely skeptical of it, I don't know what he'll do the rest of this series. Although he's definitely earned more minutes uh, in this in this series based on how he played tonight. But I thought the three three pointers he hit in the first half, including the one that tied the game going into the half, I thought they were extremely important shots uh, in the context of this game. And and if he doesn't play or he takes an zero for three, let's say on those first uh, three shots. Uh, I think the Warriors may have found themselves in a little bit of trouble in the first half where they would have been trying to climb back into the game in the second half as opposed to starting the second half over from scratch uh, in an even ball game. So uh, I, I kind of likened him on Twitter as the you know the, the low-hitting uh, guy on a baseball team that can destroy your ace. And for whatever reason, Nick Young's destroyed the Rockets when he's been on the floor, at least in terms of scoring this season. You know, I'm thinking about this win, J.D., and maybe I'm putting too much uh, stock into this, but, you know, you're the underdog in this series. You have home court. You won the most games. This was supposed to be your time to take down the Golden State Warriors, and you lose game one in your building. What was it like being there? What was the fans like? What were the the Rockets look like at the end? What was the feeling as game one really meant something for Houston? No doubt, and and it, it, the way the first quarter played out, I think, showed it, at least the first half of the first quarter. The, the, the building was absolutely electric, and I was stunned. I mean, I, I sent out the, the picture to you guys with about 45 minutes to go before tip-off, and there was hardly anybody in the building. It was still a little less than full, I think, right at the top of the hour when the game was, was set to tip. But then the game got going, and Stephen Curry was supposed to switch out on, onto James Harden, and he wound up having about what seemed like 30 seconds to line up a three and he buried it uh, on what Curry would call a mistake. The, the place was just, it exploded and it was it was a really tremendous atmosphere actually for the better part uh, of the first half and when the Rockets went on runs. I was actually surprised at, at how 
into the game everybody was. I thought it was a really good atmosphere. As far as what you're talking about, uh, the Rockets letting one go, you know, Mike D'Antoni made a point before the game to, to say that he really didn't think home court advantage mattered at all uh, in this series. And that's a nice thing to say, especially when you can look back on it after you drop game one. Uh, but I didn't see any signs, guys, of a Rockets team, at least in the game tonight, that looked like they were near a meltdown. You know, that, that's kind of been a theme for me, Matt, and you know this because we've talked about it at NBA this week. Uh, if game one goes awry a certain way, you know, maybe there's a bleed-over effect into game two and the Rockets kind of melt down. I think there's some meltdown potential in this team for sure. I didn't see anything tonight, though, that led me to believe that that's imminent, let's say. Uh, although I, I still think there's time for that to happen uh, in Game 2. There's no doubt about it. But I, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite there yet as I was, although the Warriors are in a great position. I mean, they can effectively end this series in this building before it ever really starts if they can figure out a way just to get a win uh, in Game 2. J.D., great stuff. We appreciate it. You have a good night. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. All right. Sounds good, guys. John Dickinson. Well, I just got this thing from Major League Baseball. Yeah, we had a little uh, little earthquake tonight here in the Bay Area. Small earthquake struck during Reds Giants in San Francisco, but only the cameras seemed to notice. We kind of noticed <laughs> in here we had a little rumbling. But, yeah, I mean, you look at this game, guys. I mean... You're not the favorite when normally you would be the favorite, and then now you lose. I'm checking to see if the spread is out for Game 2 already. Can you imagine already Game 2 in your own building? You're already the underdog. Yeah, but the Rockets, if I'm the Rockets, they're not gambling, and they can't look, but I'm sure they'll hear the noise. But it was 59-59 at halftime, and they were playing some damn good defense, the Rockets were. So, you know, as much as I want to say this is a wrap, uh, you know, put the kids to bed, I'm not going to do that, and the Rockets got one last try. If they can't get this one, Townie, come back to the town down 0-2. No. Yeah, not Saran, but it's a wrap. Rockets got to get get the game on uh, on Wednesday, no doubt about it. And, you know, if you're the Rockets and you're looking for anything, I mean, if you're Luke Bamute, you got to be looking in the mirror saying, I stunk tonight. P.J. Tucker's got to say, I stunk tonight. I mean, this is the problem with when you play the Warriors. You need your stars to play well, and you need your role players to play well. And Harden played well. Chris Paul was okay. That's about it. Let's go to Dre in Central California to the command center on 95.7. Thanks for taking my call, fellas. Hey, I got to agree with that one call earlier. Kevon Looney, his defense on Harden, I thought it was great. I know everybody earlier in the year thought Bell was going to be the man towards the end of the year. Looney has stamped his he's stamped his spot in this playoff roster. There's no doubt about it. Now, as far as Draymond goes, and I, I say this with all wholeheartedness, he's the heart and soul of the team. And is there anybody else that has his statistics in the game and means so much to a team and so much to where the game's final stamp is? What do you guys think? Thank you, Dre. I don't know if there's been anybody like him. Now, I haven't been watching basketball for as long as other people have. But somebody that can affect the box score the way he does and what he means to a team, 
and almost crossed the line. Well, and think about it. I mean, like here, Draymond Green, we've been talking about, you know, he averaged a triple-double the last series. Like tonight, he scores five points, but you don't even care because of everything else that he does. He gave his body up a few times on plays like, damn, Dre. I thought he was close to getting thrown out of the game tonight. Yeah. Because right off the bat, listen, I don't care if you're a Warrior fan or not. He he instigated that whole thing. James Harden scores. Harden's standing under the basket getting ready to run back, and Draymond badgers him and then ends up elbowing him. Then on the foul on the three-pointer, um, you know, he's running around yelling, not face-to-face with an official, but he's, you know, he's just doing his thing with the histrionics and the antics. And one of these days, someone may pop him, and it'll be a second, his second technical foul, and you lose Draymond Green, and you're a completely different team. The, the one thing I do want to say on the, the foul on the three-point shot, it, it, it doesn't matter if it was a foul or not. It really doesn't. Draymond knows that that's getting called all the time this year. All the time. If there's any appearance of contact, they're sending the line, uh, they're sending the shooter to the line for three foul shots. It's You think he's doing it on purpose, Steiny? Because everybody knew it was a foul. You think he needs this conflict? To, he's like, I, I'm just, I know I'm wrong. I'm going to just go ahead and act like I'm right. No, he thinks he's right in the heat of the moment. Mm. My source is in Vegas, uh, Rockets minus two. Really? Yeah, that's a great, They're making that's the, free money, <laughs> it sounds like. Wow. Minus two. I mean, you think the mindset is going to be they know they got to get this one. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, I mean, the Warriors don't like the Rockets. The Warriors don't like CP3. This is the one. Is this the series where the fangs come out every single game? And if that is the case, and it, the, the game two, you, I mean, that, it's obviously it's a must win. Yeah, absolutely, it's a must win, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, the Warriors they've they've been known to get complacent. Maybe they're going to go into. Tuesday's game, thinking they're playing with house money. If that's the case, Houston's got a shot at it. But I do get the sense the Warriors are as focused now as they've been in the postseason probably at any time all year. So it's going to be tough for the Rockets to get a win. Can they get it? Yeah, but they got to play better. they got to play a lot better. All right, gentlemen, that's it for you. Game one in the book. Get the hell out of here. Good job, Townie. And I'll be Great taking job. your phone calls. I still got to play Steph Curry. I still got to play. We got Clay. We got Draymond. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, the radio home for every Warriors playoff game. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Leo in San Francisco. Leo, you're on 95.7. How you guys doing tonight? Good. Great. Hey, um, yeah, just a couple things. You know, and everybody said it, so I don't want to be redundant, but I will be. Uh, I thought Loomley played an outstanding game, actually, defensively. He, uh, as you said earlier, I believe I heard you say, he really made hard work uh, for his shots and contested a lot of shots out of three. Uh, great game. I thought the Warriors overall were maybe a B. I'm being generous in terms of the game they brought tonight, maybe a B-. minus. But I don't like the, and I've always said this about the Warriors, uh, they're their own worst enemies, uh, whether it's Clay or, or Steph or, uh, or Durant settling for, uh, for threes, uh, forcing threes when they really don't need it. I thought Durant, the fact that he uh, was, was uh, more into the mid-range tonight was really good, but there were more opportunities where I thought uh, he could have done that even more so. 
Uh, they have no one that can match up with Durant inside. Absolutely no one. If he, he, whether he's posting up or you know on the elbow taking shots, driving and pulling up, uh, he, he could kill him. He could easily go for fifty if he wanted to do that. Uh, I, I noticed Steph a couple times through there in the second half, and I believe it in the fourth quarter, threw a couple of bad shots up when they had a nice lead, uh, and he got pulled uh, for Livingston. We thought that was a good thing, kind of settled him down a little bit. I thought he he a little out of control. But overall, uh, if they bring their A game, they're going to be tough to beat. I don't care who they're playing. So uh, overall, that was a really good game, and uh, looking forward to the second game. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Warriors, uh, you know, they're made of their champions. Obviously, we'll see if they're going to try to put the hammer. Uh, I expect them to come out strong and not just uh, play with house money, as you said earlier. I expect them to come out and and really put a, an effort in the second game to to, go, to get them uh, Houston down low too. Because I think if they go down low too. I think those personalities, Harden and, uh, and Chris Paul, will uh, they'll start to implode uh, uh, if they go 0-2. Yeah, I, I don't say they're going to have much of a chance. Pre- appreciate the phone call. It's human nature. I mean, th- that loss tonight, I don't know if you guys remember last week, but I had one of the radio play-by-play guys on my show, and then I went on his show the next day in Houston, like 710 Sports Radio, whatever it is, and we talked about this first game, how big is it for the Rockets? From a standpoint of you have players, this is about their legacy, this is their shot, they've been obsessed with taking on the Golden State Warriors, now you have the Golden State Warriors at home, you got home court. If you go out and lose that, what will that do to you mentally? We're going to find out. Did it completely... Is that seed of doubt completely planted in their heads now? Uh-oh. Right, so I'm getting the information. It's minus two. Houston is minus two. And the over-under is 24 and a half is what we're looking at. 888-957-9570. Marlon in Vallejo. You're on 95.7. Tony, what's going on? Tony, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call, man. No problem. I'll, I'll pass I'll pass on the loony comments if a lot of people already talked about it, but I really, what I really wanted to get to was um, the Rockets' game plan and their offensive game plan played right into the Warriors' defensive game plan. All the Rockets wanted to do was was get that high pick and roll, and get the switch for a weaker defender on you know on Paul or Harden, and let them go to work. And as you can see, they wasted so much time dribbling off the ball, and as, by that point, all the Warriors were doing was just clapping down on the three point line. And like I said, it just played right into the Warriors' defensive hand. And they didn't even play their best tonight, I think. And and I think what was also shocking to me was, I believe it was two minutes ago in the fourth quarter, the Warriors were only up by 10, and it seemed like the Rockets already gave up. And if this is going to be the best fight that they're going to put up, honestly, I, I don't see them winning the series. I don't even see them pushing it to six. This is either a sweep or over five. You know, maybe Dan Tony makes, you know, one adjustment, but... For a series adjustment, I don't see Coach Mac D'Antoni doing anything better. He he looked rattled. He didn't look like he knew what to do, make any adjustments in game. I mean, come on, you you can't play like this against the Golden State Warriors. They they, they ate him up alive today. They they let Harden have it all, and honestly, I'll take that any time of the year. Let let Harden score forty, and get you no assists. I'll take it. Thanks for the call, Tim. No problem. Yeah, they only had eighteen assists. Of course, go ahead, Harden. Do your thing. And then you figure out everybody else. I joked last week about a sweep. And I said I wouldn't be shocked. And you, come on, no way. Would you be shocked now? 
No way Houston can be, can be down 0-2 coming back to the Bay. No way. I mean, that's where you're, you're not dealing with robots. You're dealing with humans. And they took a major... Ma- I mean, this is heavyweight fight, heavyweight championship. Two guys came out. One team knocked them down in the first round. They went down in the first round. They got up, but now we're going to find out really what kind of chin they have. And in the past, they haven't had a chin. They needed this game for themselves, for them to believe we can beat this juggernaut that is the Golden State Warriors. You've got to back up all the talk with a performance and a win tonight, and now you don't. And now, how, how do the seeds of doubt not creep in? How do they not? The reason why you felt good about yourself is you says, man, we got home court against the Warriors. Let's go. And the Warriors go in there and beat you pretty easily. How about the points in the paint? 44 to 44. But then that's where the Warriors really get them is the fast break points. 18 to 3. How about that? 18 to 3. Let's go to Casey in Oakland. Casey, welcome to 95.7. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. Um, I just want to talk about Clay and his amazing performance tonight. And I'm very grateful to have Clay in Golden State Warriors, and me as a fan can appreciate him more. But more than that, I really loved what he said uh, on TNT after the game when Charles Barkley asked him, like, how do you feel about being a number three guy on the Warriors? And he basically said, like, he doesn't care, and he's really happy to be here. He All he uh, cares about is titles. And uh, I feel like he's going to take a hefty discount to stay here, like $35 million. But I don't know, but I'm really happy. And I think this is a wrap. Uh, this was the most important game of the year, and I think this is the title right here for me. I think we're the champs. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear you. I was saying tonight with the guys around here, to be honest with you, I'm like, yeah, this series is already over. This series is already over. It's like you win in game. Is it possible that they're that soft that you go in in game one and you rip their heart out in game one? Can you imagine what it's going to be like tomorrow in Houston? Tomorrow in Houston, it's going to be, everybody's going to be negative. Nobody is going to believe. When they go to shoot around or they go to practice, those kind of negative questions are going to be there. You were the team that had the best record, and you had home court, and you lost 119 to 106. Do they just, do they feel it and know that, you know what, we're just not as good as they are? Let's go to Phil in San Francisco. Good evening. Welcome to 95.7. Hey, how's it going? So what I'm trying to figure out right now, I've been telling my friends all year, like, Houston is not for real. I think, you know, Chris Paul, he's talented, but he's pretty old now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to be able to go seven games. And, you know, James Harden, I mean, he's talented too, but when you, like, think about the other team it's like whoa he's got got like five players in a bench so i mean do you agree with me but do you think it's going to be over in four i picked five i was i was giving them thank you for the phone call i was giving them one game i was given one game here and then the warriors come back win two and then come back and beat houston in game five so i predicted game five but if they were going to get game one, the Warriors sweeps on the board. There's no question. 
there are certain teams in this run that just they don't like. They don't like the Rockets. That's why I'm hoping because they don't like the Rockets, we're not going to get one of those dumbed-down games where they just don't show up. Remember, we would see this with, like, the Clippers. When they have disdain for you. See, the word has been threatened. I love it when Steve Kerr brings that up because it's like when they feel threatened, yeah, you start getting their A game. But I don't think they're threatened here. I think what what, what we what we see here is they don't like these guys. They don't like this team. So because of that, they're bringing it. So I'm now not going to be shocked. Are you going to be shocked if they if they take it to them in game two? I'm not going to be shocked. It's it's two different styles. And, and the style of basketball that you're seeing with Houston, the only way I see them beating the Warriors is they've got to be lights out from three. They've got to shoot them out of the building, which out shooting the Golden State Warriors is pretty tough to do. So they're going to have to like extremely outshoot them from the three point line if they're going to get a game in this series. All right, we still need to hear from Steve Kerr. We still need to hear from Steph Curry. We still need to hear from Clay and Draymond. That's all coming up here on Warriors Wrap Up after the Warriors take down the Houston Rockets 119 to 106. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I don't know if we had our peak. I don't think we could be better. I mean, the stakes are high. I mean, we we playing the Western Conference Finals against the best team in the league, number one seed, MVP on their team. So, I mean, I think everybody just wants to enjoy this time, hoping not a lot of people get this opportunity. So, we want to take advantage of it. You can tell everybody is is just very excited to be here. Now back to Warriors wrap up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, ninety five seven the game. It's now time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Curry steps out. The steals the pass from Harden, deflected away, but Harden gets it back. Curry steals it again. Bounce pass, Andre. Right down Broadway. Right hand slam. Iguodala. Eight-point lead. Largest of the game, and Mike D'Antoni wants a timeout. Good times in a 119-106 victory. If you got a play of the game, you got to have the stop of the game. Stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Crowd standing. Durant to Draymond to Clay. Takes a dribble for balance. The three balls. Good from the left wing. 106-96. And Mike D'Antoni shakes his head and calls a timeout. Oh, man. Imagine... The buildup in Houston for this series and what this game meant to Houston and the fact that they end up losing game one, just stealing your soul. It's time to hear from Steve Kerr, and it's brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Well, we felt it was important um, to get off to a good start, and that's why we made the decision to to start Andre. We had good momentum uh, from the last series, and uh, 
the matchups are good. You know, we got to switch, and everybody's got to be able to guard on the perimeter, and Andre's one of our best defenders, obviously. So we just decided to start that way to try to get off to a good start, and uh, we actually didn't. We got off to a slow start, but we hung in there, and, and uh, you know, it's a long game, 48 minutes. Uh, so I, I was proud of the way our guys kind of hung in there after that first uh, blow that we took and, and got right back in the game. Steve, uh, Hunter Houston Chronicle. Uh, Draymond gets the technical early on. He ends up having two points in that first half, but then in the second half, well, he finishes the game with the highest plus-minus. Was there anything in terms of that you might have said to him, that anybody said to him, that, that made him adjust in any way? How is it that in the no. second half he, he, he had that kind I of mean, performance? You know, Draymond is one of the most competitive people on the planet, and um, you know, I thought early in the game he was so fired up that uh, it just got away from him a little bit. And... Um, once he settled in, he, I thought he was tremendous. His defense was amazing, and you know he controlled the game. I thought um, in many ways, um, he's just an amazing player. He's a, he's it's hard to describe what he does, um, but he he's perfect modern day NBA player. He guards everybody and rebounds and passes and makes plays and uh, obviously brings the energy and the competitiveness that can drive a team. So I thought he, I thought Draymond was awesome. Steve Marcus Thompson with the Athletic. Uh, KD looked just like you out there, didn't he? Like me? Yeah, like when you're playing, they used to hit yeah, all those. Yeah, shots, we're right? very very similar players. <laughs> yeah. When he's in a groove like that, are you just saying, "Hey, let's let's feed him the ball," or is it just a field thing still, motion offense? Um, yeah, I mean, you know how we play. We 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 want to keep the ball moving, um, but obviously, um, you know, Kevin is the ultimate luxury uh, because a, a play can break down. Um, and you just throw him the ball, and uh, and he can get you a bucket as well as anybody on on uh, on earth. So, um, Kevin, you know this is this is why we, I mean, this is why anybody would want him on their team. But um, you think about a couple of years ago, and we're in the finals, and we couldn't couldn't quite get over the hump. Um, you know, Kevin's a guy who puts you over the hump, and and uh, he, I don't I don't know what you do to guard him. He's uh, he can get any shot he wants. Steve, uh, Mark Medina, Bay Area News Group. What do you think was the key for the guys to be able to withstand all the elements with just Houston being who they are, the start they got, and obviously being on the road? I think just, you know, our guys have been here before. You know, this is our uh, four straight conference finals and uh, first one that we've started on the road. But, um, you know, our guys have a lot of experience and uh, they've they've felt this. Uh, they relish it. And uh, I think they took the challenge tonight and and um, played awfully well. Steve, uh, Brian Smith, Houston Chronicle. There were a couple times they were able to maybe cut a 10-point lead to 5-3. You guys were able to push it back, and a lot of that was set up by your defense. How much did you see your defense play a part, especially creating the Rockets' turnovers 13? D'Antoni said they can live with Katie scoring, but not those turnovers. Yeah, I, I think you know when you get this deep in the playoffs, um, it's all about defense. Um, you have to be a great defensive team to win a championship. Um, but you just you just have to be. And um, year in and year out, you know it's the top top defensive teams um, who who go deep. And and when you get to this level, you know you're playing against great offensive players like Chris Paul and James Harden. So this was all about the defense, and it has to be all about the defense the whole series. Uh, Steve Shane Young, B-ball breakdown. Uh, how did you feel that Steph attacked in the first half, particularly? How did you feel he looked? I thought Steph was good. He, he uh, I thought he was very patient. Um, 
And and I think that's important. He only had one turnover in the game. He had eight assists. He, I thought he managed the game really well. Um, you know, I think his his best is still to come. You know, that's what's encouraging. He played 35 minutes. Um, he made some big plays for us. But I think he's going to get even better as the series goes on, which um, which is exciting for us. He's you know he's still in the first stages of his comeback from his injury, and so he's uh, I think he's just kind of measured and and doing what he knows he has to do, and uh, and he'll he'll go from here. I'm Melissa Roland Barry, News Group. You praised Draymond Green all throughout the playoffs for only having gotten one technical foul headed into this series, considering he got a technical foul in the first 67 seconds of this game. Are you going to have to talk to him a little bit about being mindful of that this series? No. Draymond, Draymond knows what he's doing. He's going to be fine. Holly Convajani, The Athletic. Um, so Looney came in early uh, for Iguodala and played well on those switches against Harden. He forced uh, the first two positions he had forced those 24-second violations. Uh, how well did you think he played on switch, uh, switch, switch-wise defensively today? I thought Looney was great. You know, that's what uh, this league has become. you got to have big guys who can, can switch and defend. And um, when you play Houston, that's kind of the name of the game. They're going to have uh, – they're going to put everybody in pick and roll and play ISO and play one-on-one and – you got to have a lot of guys who can guard, and um, thankfully we, we do, and Looney is one of them. Back in the Bay Area News Group, you know, Clay was pretty much on fire to the point where he even put a three-point gesture to the crowd, but how did you feel about his performance overall, and how is it good? How, what, how much of a bonus is it when he's on fire like that? Yeah, I mean, Clay is uh, he's a machine. He just comes to work every night and, and um, defends and, and makes shots and moves without the ball, and yeah, he's a great basketball player, great two-way player, and um, in this series, he's got just a huge responsibility, you know, guarding Chris Paul, James Harden, whoever, and uh, and still making shots at the other end. But that's what that's what Clay's been doing for us for years. Hey, Steve, Phil Barber, Santa Rosa Press Democrat. Uh, Nick Young got some big minutes, made some big shots in the first half. Uh, did you uh, expect? Those minutes from him, how much did that evolve as the game went on, and how much of that was based on pretty good performances by him against the Rockets in the regular uh, season? Yeah, Nick played really well against Houston uh, during the three games that we played the regular season. He was, uh, uh, it seemed like he found a lot of open shots against them. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, if he's if he's making shots, then um, it, it relieves a lot of pressure off of our main guys who are handling the ball. So I thought Nick's minutes were important for us. Um, he did a great job. He's a good matchup defensively. He's got size and strength. And uh, like I said, I, I thought he uh, came in and really, and really uh, gave us a big boost. You guys got a bunch of wide-open threes in transition. How much of it, especially against this team, is, is telling your guys push it quick in transition, not only after turnovers, but it seemed like they, when they miss layups at the rim, you guys get advantageous breaks the other way? I think... Um, you know, we have to push the ball in transition because, um, you know, made or missed, if we can push it and, and uh, you know, not let their defense get set up, that's important for us. They have a great defense. You know, they, they really got better this year defensively. And when they can go to the line and slow the game down uh, and we're playing in the half court, it becomes a tougher game for us. So if we can get stops or even, even after made baskets, we want to push it ahead and um, try to get some early offense. Steve Mark Schwartz with ESPN. Uh, Kevin played 
40 minutes tonight, but it looked like he wasn't happy. He wanted to play maybe 48 minutes. What did, what did you hear from him in the in the third quarter? And, and just generally, what did you see about his competitive spirit? He mixed it yeah. up a little with Paul at a, at a sideline play earlier in the game. Kevin's never happy when he comes out of the game. No matter when I take him out, even in the, in the preseason, he's upset if I take him out. So... Uh, yeah, he wasn't real thrilled, um, and I probably should have left him on uh, late third. You know, he was going pretty well. Uh, I, I knew I had to get him some rest some at some point, and um, you know, as soon as I took him out, they went on a quick run, and uh, so he was not thrilled. But uh, he came back in and, and got us on track again. Steve Kerr after the game, God, he's got to be feeling great. Can you imagine how these guys feel? You walk in there and you're like, we took game one. We're stealing your soul. Wednesday Wednesday will tell us everything we need to know. We'll continue taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. We still have Steph Curry to play from the podium. We still have Draymond Green went up there with Clay Thompson. We will get to all of that because it's the Western Conference Finals, baby. We're going to take this all the way to midnight. Um... Later on tonight, too, going to be joining me, Marco D'Angelo from Vegas, because obviously some very big news by the United States Supreme Court today. Huge news. Let's go to Josh in Oakland. Josh, you're on 95.7. Hey, Tommy, thanks for taking my call. You know, one of the um, most reassuring things about the Dubs is um, one of the most slept-on things in the NBA, too, one of the most slept-on elements of the NBA, and that's the experience factor. I mean, when you have your core that go through these battles time in and time out throughout the playoffs, that's the kind of thing that made the Spurs so special. You know, I mean, talent can that that, that can be, you know, brought together, but you can't manufacture that experience and that chemistry. And when you do that over and over, that's kind of what's making, when you look over in the Eastern Conference, Boston, when you got those young guys playing into the Eastern Conference, some of them two years in a row, but... That's one of the elements of the game that's really slept on that I think I hear a lot when I listen to the interviews from Clay and Steph. Like they, they talk about knowing their identity and, and, and being in situations and facing adversity. Like, look how many questions are up for the Rockets in just one loss. That wouldn't, that's, I don't think that happens for the Warriors. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, no, no that, that's so true. If the Warriors lost this game, You'd be like, okay, it's game one. You got six more left, and we'll see you on Wednesday for 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 game two. The Warriors are a better team. That's not a shocker. The Warriors are were a small favorite to start the series, and now will continue to be even a bigger favorite in the series. This is a championship team with great players in their prime. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows in the NBA, everybody in sports, the Golden State Warriors are the best team. And you, as the Houston Rockets, you need everything to go your way. I'm just not sure if their style of basketball is going to be able to beat the Warriors. Especially when the Warriors, when they come to defend. I mean, it's interesting when you watch one guy with the ball, then four other guys all hanging out, just standing in the same spot, the three-point line. I understand Harden's great. Harden's going to get his. CP3's going to get his at times. But then who else? See, that's that's where Houston is in trouble. And that's where, for me, if they are going to win one game, 
that game is going to be because they're they're going to shoot a high volume of threes and they're going to have to make a lot more than the Warriors. On a night where the Warriors make 13 and they make 13, they're not going to win on a night like that. That's not how they're going to beat the Warriors. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to be chucking them up and for them to beat the Golden State Warriors, A, the Warriors are going to have to be off and B, they're going to have to make an extreme an extreme amount of three-pointers. That's the only way. They take more threes than anybody. They led the world this year in three-pointers. The next closest team wasn't even within 500 attempts of threes. That's how much more they take than everybody in the NBA. So on a night like this where the Warriors make 13, they're going to have to make far more than 13. It's the only way they're going to do it. It's the way they're built. They're built taking threes. They drive to the hole. They kick it back out. Guys are standing there. But the Warriors can't defend that. And Looney just continues to impress. I mean, my God, you look at him defensively, we were talking about it. It's like it's like perfect for him. You want to do that high pick and roll? That's fine. He can hang with James Harden. Is he going to win the battle every time? No, but he's making Harden work. He's making it not easy. So because of that, his value in this series is huge. And that's why, you know, making making everything hard for... Harden's going to score, but you got to make him use up all his energy. You gotta make you've gotta make him even getting those twos really tough. We have Steph at the podium. Here's Steph Curry, Steph Curry at the podium after this one nineteen one oh six victory. Steph, um, Steph, Mark Medina, Bay Area News Group. With your guys' experience in, in pressure pack situation, you guys obviously have a lot of talent. But how did you guys develop the kind of DNA these past few years to be able to withstand these kind of moments? Uh, I mean, it's all a part of the pro- uh, I hate the process and the evolution of, uh, you know, our identity. Um, been a pretty good defensive team for five or six years now and, you know, just try to figure out, you know, what's the best way for us to play on both ends of the floor and got a, a nice chemistry going with, you know, the guys have been around for a long time, and I was adding Katie and some of the other guys, you know, last year. So um, it's a matter of going through the different experiences and being really sure about who you are as a team and what to expect. Uh, and when you go on the road, especially, uh, you rely on that to you know not get rattled with, to withstand runs like we did tonight and um, understand as well the endurance it takes to win a series like this. It's a big win for us tonight, but a lot of work to do. So um, I like the, the kind of headspace we're in right now. Steph, Felipe Valenzuela for Liverman Broadcasting. Obviously, this uh, first win is very important to you guys. Most of the playoffs in the in the past, you, you guys play at home, but being away is very important, right? It's important because that was the only game that we could play tonight, the first one, so... Uh, yeah, definitely a, a, a big win, and <clears throat> like I said, um, you don't win the series with one game. You got you got a lot of work to do. You got to come back, get a little greedy game two, and try to get another one, um, and put forth a solid forty-eight minute effort. And we'll make some adjustments. I know they will, and 
you got to have that same competitive fire that we had uh, after the first minute tonight. Chris Haynes, ESPN. Steph, speaking of that first minute, can you go back and retell each sequence that, that happened in that first Don't, don't set me up like that. <laughs> All I know is the first play because I messed up. Uh, not switching on James, trying to uh, follow a certain game plan that didn't really make sense in that point. So he came down the court. Uh, there was two screens. I was supposed to switch on one of them. I didn't. He stood there and had all daylight in the world to shoot a three and knocked it down. Um, but after that, we were pretty solid. Steph, for real, Tim Calicon, the athletic, real. Did you tweak something there in, in the second half? Uh, saw you stretching. Uh, yeah, but playoffs are, it doesn't really matter. You got to keep playing. So I, I'd be fine. Um, it's a physical series, and it's an, uh, an, a situation where. Um, I'm going to be out there, hopefully, regardless of what happens. You hope they isolated on you every single play. I don't know if it was every single play. It felt like it. Yeah. I ain't yeah. <laughs> how, did you think you, how did you think you did? And how happy were you to get that deflection steal uh, racing with, with Harden there? I mean, if that's the game plan they want to stick with, uh, my job is to just try to make it as tough as possible. You got two great scorers over there, CP and James, <clears throat> who know how to, you know, you know, get shots off in isolation type of situations, um, and they're tough to stop. So I'm gonna get scored on. They're gonna get scored on. It's gonna be a lot of back and forth. But um, as long as we, or I should say, as long as I'm in the right spot, at the right time, uh, you know, defend and just try to, you know, make it as tough as possible. Um, you know, I, I can I can be all right with that and, and just have that competitiveness that uh, that we need. So we'll see what adjustments are made game two, but I'll be ready for it. Stefan, over here. Valencia King, KKVI out of, out of Dallas. I went to interview Andre after the game, and his response was, why do you want to talk to me? Can you just talk about what he adds to this team as his veteran leadership? He's just uh, Mr. Do-It-All, uh, kind of like a Swiss Army knife out there. Um he just makes you know winning plays uh, defensively. He's versatile, able to guard a bunch of different positions. He's smart with the ball, um, and he understands how teams try to defend him. He tries to counter that with uh, you know timely screens, aggressive drives to the basket, knocking out open shots. So he's he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and the ultimate luxury to have to kind of fill a lot of different holes that we have on our team. Stephen. Holly Comp Johnny, the athletic. Uh, Clay had a lot of open three pointers tonight. I think he took 15 total. Um, how was he able to get going? Uh, he stole like 10 of my threes that I usually take. <laughs> I want him back. No. Uh, he, we just, uh, I think the way that we played tonight, obviously, KD, the way he was able to do in certain ISO situations, getting shots off, um, the way that they were defending certain plays, we got a lot of driving kicks, opportunities. Um, and he was, you know, showing himself, you know, open in the right spots when we were trying to give him the ball. So, you know, when you have a guy like Clay, he got up 15 threes and probably 14 of them were really good shots. That's what that's that's a good recipe for success for us. And um, very confident in him knocking those down. Uh, Steph, right here, uh, Shane Young, B-ball breakdown. This team is now 25 and three in its last 28 playoff games by almost 12 points a game. What is it about the team? Is it just the talent overload, or do you all just have a knack of peaking at the right time? 
talent's great, but you got to actually go out there and compete and, and execute and uh, be ready when the lights are on. So we've put together a solid run. We want to, you know, like I said, continue to be greedy and go after more. And uh, it's a fun way to play. So we uh, got a good thing going. You know, everybody knows their role and everybody appreciates the moment that we've had over the the extended moment we've had over the last few years and hopefully more to come. So um, just feeding off each other's energy, and it's been great. Steph, Mark Schwartz, ESPN. Kevin was showing off his brilliant shot making all night long. What were your favorite moments from him? And some of this competitive fire also came out on the bench when he wanted to come back in the game at the end of the third and with Chris Paul. What, what were some of the competitive fire that you saw out of Kevin? He, he was ready for tonight. Uh, I think uh, we're just us building up momentum to throughout the regular season, the playoffs, and getting to this point. Uh, you know, he he was appreciative of the moment. Um, when he got subbed out in the third quarter, a lot of that fire was great to see. And then it was my fault I didn't execute on two possessions going down in uh, you know the end of the third quarter. I was supposed to have his back on that one. I, I had some empty possessions, but when you have a guy like that that just uh, has it going, um, it's putting pressure on the defense and every spot on the floor. Uh, it's it's fun to watch, and I know that'll continue. Uh, Michael Lee, Yahoo Sports. Um, uh, Early this um, before the series started, Steve Kerr said that he felt confident in his group because you all have rings. And I'm going to ask you just. We have what? Is Rings. Uh, you got a couple, right? <laughs> but uh, what 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 does that give you? And when you come into an arena where you know a team has been targeting you, they want you. You know, um, what kind of comfort does it give you that you have that to re- rest? On? I mean, at the end of the day, it, it helps to have gone through this experience a couple times um, or a few times, and understand how you how you react to the pressure and. Um, and, and finding a way to get over the hump and and you rely on that experience at the end of the day the way we came out and the, the way that they came out in the first quarter tonight and tried to you know throw a heavy punch early James hit some shots we didn't get rattled that could have been a deciding moment right there you can lose the game in the first half uh, by you know abandoning your game plan just because you know they hitting some tough shots or whatever the case is and we we settled the game down only down, I think, one or three or something like or one at the end of the first quarter. Um, kind of got settled in. So just the, the experience helps, um, and, and you want to rely on that with just keeping your calm and your composure, uh, especially on the road. Um, Raymond loves to tell me it's our 18th or my 18th straight uh, series winning a game on the road in the playoffs. That experience helps for a night like tonight. No doubt. 18 straight playoff series, they've gotten at least one win on the road. So we do believe they are going to win this series. And then if they can win in the NBA Finals one game on the road, they will tie the NBA record held by the Miami Heat that did it in 19 straight series. But how about game one? Game one. What does game one mean? It means so much. To be able to take game one, and it seems to be that the Warriors have been able to master this. 
under Steve Kerr. We'll have that record for you of what they are in Game 1 and Playoff Series under Steve Kerr. We still need to hear from Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. We will transition into the Chris Townsend Show next. But we got to tell you this. One thing that makes me feel better almost every single day is the fact that I do have Arlo at my house. And when you talk about having Arlo at your house, and when you talk about peace of mind of security, I love the fact that all my doors at my house are being watched by these unbelievable cameras. And the minute somebody gets in front of my camera, especially that's right at the front door, I immediately, immediately get send a response to my phone so I can know exactly who is at my front door. I can be sitting on my couch, and with the two-way audio with the camera, I can talk to whoever comes to my front door while I'm... I don't have to get off the couch. I can tell you a beautiful thing. I was in Tahoe and talked to somebody at my front door. Think about that. You're in Lake Tahoe, and you, you, you get the re- immediate response from the camera to your phone. And next thing you know, you can ask somebody, yes, why are you at my front door? It's just amazing technology. You need to check it all out at Arlo.com. Very simple. Anybody can use it. Or you can go to Best Buy right now and pick it up. Arlo, it's it's something that will give you some great peace of mind knowing that your house is always protected. You can do it indoor. You can do it outdoor. The product is amazing. Chris Townsend Show coming up. We'll continue. Warriors with the big win in game one over the Houston Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, 119 to 106. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.